from the beyond and taunting interviews with your cringeworthy host, Woody G. Watts. Welcome to Hill City Paranormal. I'm Woody, and this is Jared. Right, so we're done. We're we're ready. We're this is this is the beginning of a new segment. A new segment, yes. It should be exciting for everybody. So, all right. So this new segment, um, I I can't take the credit for it. I have to give that to, I have to give that to you actually, for for wanting to wanting to talk, banter, fun, and watch some awesome old movies. Right. <laughs> That's right. I I figured that. Uh, you know, I mean, it'd be a little something different. I mean, we can still talk about scary stuff and cryptids and, and paranormal, but, uh, you know, we can throw in like, uh, let's say we want to do uh, talk about a movie, like a scary movie or something, or maybe a book we read, or maybe even an experience or something like that. Just kind of go back and forth. And uh, I thought it'd be kind of a fun thing to do. So did, did you instantly regret the idea when I recommended watching Dead Heat? <laughs> You're like, ah, I don't think. On second thought, I don't think I want to do this. Well, at first I thought, Dead Heat, like, what is he talking about? Because I know that there's another movie called Dead Heat, um, but it's like a crime drama. It's like an actual, like a, a thriller crime drama or something. I can't remember who's in it, but I think it was done like in the in the early 90s. Um, but then when you, when you told me who was in it, and, that, and then I thought, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I saw that like years ago. Uh, and I only remember, you know, bits and pieces of it, so... Uh, so I definitely had to watch it again. So, all right. So I, all right, for for those of you listening, <laughs> listening in on our conversation, uh, did Heat? All right. So I subscribe to Shutter, which is a streaming service that is just you know horror, scary, classic, new, all things scary. Right. I think it's from AMC, if I'm not mistaken. It is, yeah. And uh, I, I, yeah. I don't know why I haven't subscribed to that yet. Um, I know my wife and I have talked about it a, a, a number of times, and we just, uh, for some reason, we just haven't done it yet. But we, we got to pull the trigger on that soon. So it's, it's honestly, it's pretty good because when did I? I it's, it was months ago when I started it, and for one, I think it's like, I don't know, fifty bucks a year, something like that. I think the price is like four dollars a month. Okay. Right. And they have all of the streaming like I mean, I'm sorry, all of like the classic stuff on there, like um Reanimator, uh Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh Halloween, yeah, Halloween like all the sequels. Right. You know what I mean? Sure. So it, they have newer stuff, but I, I'm kinda into the older stuff. So for all of the older stuff to be in one place is really is really convenient for me because you know, we've moved a couple of times, and I have no clue where half of my movies and VHSs, you know, tapes are. Right. So, uh, yeah, that's this this service is pretty good for that, especially for the classic stuff that that like you know most most people have seen, but there are still some hidden gems in there. That's like, wait a minute, I don't ever remember that, and it's awesome. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a lot of stuff out there that um, I mean, I know there's stuff out there that I've never seen before, and even even stuff that I have seen when I was younger, um, it's kind of like, you know, you want to go revisit that. kind of brings that back a little bit of nostalgia, you know, from 
from being young. So <clears throat> should exactly. be uh, should be should be good. I'll I'll, uh, I'll definitely have to check that out. Well, the funny part was, I right, so I was scrolling through, and I saw I had never seen Dead Heat, right? I had never I'd never seen it, and and so I, I was scrolling through, and one the 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 artwork caught my attention because it was like it was like a police badge in the awesome '80s style with like a zombie hand wrapped around it, right? You know, and I was like, hold up, I think I think I just I think I just scrolled past the best movie. That could have ever been made, uh, and then, and then when I one once I read the description, I was like, "I'm in for a treat." And then I saw who was in it, and then I knew I was in for an even bigger treat. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you, you can't go wrong with uh, Treat Williams and Joe Piscopo. So, all right, so here's the description, right? All right, a cop and his undead partner must chase down the diabolical villain who killed killed him. I mean, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, and you're like, huh. wait, what? Wait, uh, I, ha, how many times can I watch this? Yeah. Like, you know. <laughs> so, so this this movie. Um, all right, so <laughs> did he? All right, so for starters, if you haven't seen it, you got to go see it. Obviously, <laughs> um, and and it's still on there. They haven't they haven't taken it off. Secondly, just be be ready for the first what. What Jared like thirty minutes of Joe Piscopo just being Joe Piscopo? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, so one, uh, when did this movie come out? Was it 85? 80, 88. 88. Okay, eighty eight. So, a good year. I mean, that was. I think that was after like Joe Piscopo's big um, uh, stardom in uh, Saturday Night Live and and that kind of thing. It's like, I think just like a lot of uh, Saturday Night alum, he. Uh, you know, broke off from the show and then started doing movies like a lot of them did. Um, but he is, uh, I, you know, I liked him in Saturday Night Live. I thought he was funny, especially he did the the Frank Sinatra uh, impression. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Like he, you know, I loved it when he, he did those. But uh, he is definitely a, um, he, he's a goofy character, that's for sure. <laughs> and I think, if I'm not mistaken, I, this is like really before he really hit the gym super hard. Right. You know, like this is like right in that beginning time period where he was still kind of normal. And then all of a sudden, I don't know what happened. He just got ripped. Right. <laughs> it was like a period of time where it was just like, whoa, Joe, slow down. Um, but yeah, this this was like, it, you, for me, the first 20 minutes or so like it was almost like gosh i hope somebody throttles him back because it was like just a never-ending thing of one-liners that it was like oh joe Joe." they were just letting him have free reign and then it seemed like they didn't like they stopped it and he almost settled down a little bit or so i don't don't know how to describe it like it was like or or if they filmed the movie and then they went back and reshot the first part it was like we need more joe you know like we need Joe, you be funny or something, because like it was like a definite change after the first couple minutes. Well, of maybe the movie. maybe whoever was editing was like, you know, after the first twenty minutes, like I can't take this guy anymore, so I'm cutting out all of his one-liners. That's exactly. I can see the editor now. Like he's like, oh, all right, everybody, we've had <laughs> yeah. enough Joe. Okay, that's that's it. But you know, on, on the other side of that, Treat Williams, like he's kind of yeah. awesome. I think he's like he is like not that not a lot of people know him. He's been in a, a ton of movies, but like he's really not that like big big name, right. I guess. That 
you know, blew up, but he's done a lot of B movies and a lot of like, um, of the lifetime style movies and shows. But, um, but like he was, he was actually excellent in this. And I was like, treat like this, you, <laughs> you need to do more movies, man. Well, more like sci-fi movies. You know right. what I'm saying? Maybe, maybe more non Joe Piscopo movies. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm wondering if treat about halfway through did the same thing. He was like, all right, we've yeah. had enough Joe. <clears throat> And then, and then the funny, all right, I don't even know how to even begin to talk about the movie. Like, I think it's just like one of those movies where you have to watch it with another person yeah. too, so that, so that you can kind of laugh at it and like, just pause and be like, I can't wait a minute. What, you know, what yeah, just and, happened? And we should probably um, tell, uh, whoever's listening to the podcast that there may be some spoiler alerts. Uh, so Oh you yes. Know, uh, if you if you want to watch the movie on your own, you don't want to know how it ends. Uh, it's probably you know maybe not listen to this episode until after you watch it. So that is a great. Yeah, we don't want to ruin the cinematic gold uh, diamond that is dead right. heat for you. Because trust me, it's. It, I mean, you know, with the story, it does have some pretty uh, unexpected yeah, things happen. It does. You know. So yes. So spoiler alert from here yeah. on out. Okay. Uh, all right, I yeah, I was just gonna no, I was no just go gonna ahead. Say, you know, I, I know that it it the movie opens up with these two guys, um, you know, robbing a bank, and um, you know the cops show up and and start shooting at him, and you know they're they're shooting at him and shooting at him, but they're not dying and and that kind of thing, and so right away you kind of figure you know there's something going on here besides you know they're not wearing body armor uh, or anything like that, so um, the there was a scene in there. If you remember, um, where finally one of the guys, uh, somebody throws a, a hand grenade, uh, and uh, the one guy looks down at it, and like in a cartoon moment, just says "uh oh," and then it explodes. Do you remember that scene? <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. And that I just I laughed out loud because I'm like, that's it's so cartoonish. It's so funny that <laughs> it's and it's like it it almost sets up like all right. First of all, I love the idea of the movie, right. right? Like, I love the setup. And like you said, like, when you intro it, you've got this big shootout, and then all of a sudden, like, you see these, like, it, they they really intro it really well, yeah. right? But then qu quickly, and I think really it actually starts with that moment, you know this, like, okay, well, they're not going to take the, the zombie thing very seriously <laughs> right. whatsoever, you know? But it's a great setup, and I that's I think that's um, I think after I watched it and we talked about it a little bit, that's why I was like, if this was remade, they absolutely could make it into uh, a series, or like they could go two ways. They could go slapstick, kind of like it wasn't slapstick, but with a yeah. lighter tone, like they did, or they could they could go heavy with it too, and it and it would do. I think it could go both yeah, I ways. Agree. You could almost make it more of a horror factor and make it more suspenseful, and you know, make it so that there's there's not like the the episcopal one liners and stuff like that in there. So um, I agree. You could either make like a really good suspenseful scary movie out of it, or um, I mean, you know, and, and honestly, even like a a little bit of a slapstick series would be kind of fun too. I mean, I, I would watch both. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, yeah, both would. I would be okay with both. And then, and and there's one person, and I'm going to get to it. Don't let me forget the the big villain in it because when I saw him, I, my my jaw literally hit the floor. Um, so 
So, all right. So, like you were saying, like you you intro this big shootout. They're getting shot. They don't die. And and then like one thing after the other, they finally stumble onto this uh, to the villains' lair. I, not lair, but office. Cor- it obviously is like right. a corporation, yep. you know. And and then um, <laughs> the, treat. So they're they're trying to find. They're, they're they're figuring out the clues that you know what's up with these bodies not dying because one of the partners had actually performed the autopsy on one of the bank robbers what like a week or two yeah. before or a couple days before right. or something like she saw she did the autopsy actual autopsy and she was like i recognize i recognize this scar after they recovered the body she's already yeah. looked at him right so they kind of go down this rabbit hole and then they they find they go to the corporate headquarters and they find the device that is actually bringing these people exactly. back Okay, like a like a zombie and, uh, making machine or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like this big um, uh, platform that, and again, it's eighty eight. So the special effects they they clearly didn't have the biggest <laughs> budget, but the set pieces were great though. Like this, that whole setup right. was awesome, you know. Um, but then what I thought was funny was the way that treat spoiler alert treat Williams died leading up to his reanimation it was it was so nonchalant and like the way he died just a heads up was that he got locked into a room that was a vacuum and basically the air sucked out of the room right do i remember that correctly yeah um i mean it was a fairly big room and they talked about like how they euthanized the animals or something that they tested on and which I found was uh, kind of uh, funny that like this, there's this big room, uh, everything is nice, neat and clean. Uh, and it's, it's right out. It like the room is right out in the open. It's not like it's uh, hidden somewhere. Like you walk into the lobby and then right to your right is like this <laughs> euthanasia room, uh, which I found <laughs> was very disturbing and, and funny at the same time. And <clears throat> yeah, because uh, Joe Piscopo runs into this zombie biker guy. Uh, and, st- and, st- and oh yes, yeah, the big starts, one. He starts fighting guy. with him, and that's who uh, ends up pushing Treat Williams into that 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 room, and uh, and then essentially <laughs> like it starts up and and sucks the air out, and so yeah, he basically suffocates. So so, if you don't watch the movie or you don't want to watch it, you have to at least watch it for the creature um, makeup for the big guy. That fault, like right, like because that was oh oh, and the other scene that we're gonna get to in the in the restaurant that was oh, that was pretty absolutely. cool too. Yeah, the yeah. the biker guy um, looked like, uh, I mean, clearly he must have been in a motorcycle accident, uh, and he hit the ground face first because uh, his face was completely jacked up, and uh, so they must have reanimated him with that still messed up face. <clears throat> I'm actually looking. Yeah, I'm looking at the picture. <clears throat> right now and yeah because he's got like three almost three noses <laughs> it was like he had like three faces but it was great though the the creature makeup the the special effects were right. were great because they this was like clearly before cgi yeah, exactly. so but um oh that was a great kind of lead up because you're like what the heck yep. is this because the other zombies weren't out there they were just yep. kind of weird you know like um 
But then I, what I thought was one, like you said, this is where oh, this is where we're gonna put the the puppies and the dogs to put down in this in this air vacuum, okay, which is horrific in itself, and and like you said, it's just kind of nonchalant. And then they kill Treat, and then within what five minutes, they haul him over to the reanimated room, and we're like, hey, what the heck? Yeah. Let's try, you know. And, and I don't know if you <laughs> caught this as well, but I'm sitting there thinking, okay, so it's Joe Piscopo, and then it's the 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 doctor who is a who performs autopsies um and i found it very i don't know what you'd say convenient that this autopsy doctor knew exactly how to run that sophisticated machinery (laughs) to bring him back i mean it's not like there was just like a a go button that you pressed like she was flipping switches and all this i'm like how does she know how to work this machine like do all doctors know how to work (laughs) zombie making you know he was like he was like, here, let me enter my passcode in. You know? <laughs> Yo, here, I'll show you how to do yeah, it, guys. Step I'm aside. Like, I don't understand how she knows how to work this machine. So, Oh, my gosh. It was so – but it was so uh, – I, I, I knew from the bank robbery scene that it was going to be goofy. But, like, from that point, too, it was like, well, hold up. Like, they honestly have no regard for – like life or anything because they're just like hey all right let's try it and then treat wakes up and then like everybody's kind of yeah. cool with it you know they're like oh yeah it worked this is great and then he's just kind of living again and like there's no shock there's no everybody kind of yeah. expected it because and then and then he's there yeah, they like and that's they it. checked his heartbeat and they're like you don't have a heartbeat and he's like huh okay well <laughs> let's uh let's let's go about our normal our normal day he had no until later he showed no emotional like i don't i can't even describe it like he showed no thought about it no nothing like it was just kind of like oh yeah that's pretty cool all right we gotta we gotta (laughs) find the guy that that killed me but didn't directly kill me but that is overseeing all this you know it was like man this is just it just kind of skipped like like 30 minutes of yeah. unused I mean, and maybe a lot of that, uh, that part of the film ended up on the, on the editing floor or something. Uh, but it seemed kind of rushed, like, okay, we got to get through this. We got to get to the, to the meat of this whole story. So let's just, uh, let's go through this pretty quick. So, well, they, they, they used, they used up too much time with the Joe Piscopo, <laughs> uh, one liners in the beginning. They were like, uh, we, we got an hour and a half guys. Yeah, and I did this. skip over the fact that <laughs> when you were talking about Piscopo and his gym workout, I was going to say uh, it, it was hard to tell because he wore, like, I mean, this is the 80s, but he wore, <laughs> like, this fake leather jacket with these big shoulder pads in it uh, throughout the whole movie. Oh, it's horrible. So it was, it's like the stereotypical <laughs> tough exactly. guy outfit. Yep. You know? It's what Sylvester Stallone would wear. In like every movie from you know eighty yep. to about yep, ninety three, exactly. you know what I mean. <laughs> um, and then like I don't even know how to describe the rest of the movie. I think you just got to watch it. But I think when I was watching it because I had a different perspective. I was, <laughs> I was, I was thinking like, man, it'd be cool to kind of talk and make fun of this. You know, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't watching it to be like, um, I don't know, to learn anything or for a great movie i was just like man i just wish i had like a group of people and we were just pointing at the screen right now 
right. kind of laughing at it because uh, not to fast forward, but like there's a scene and like treat Williams does over the course of the next hour and a half. He starts to show effects of him dying. It's just, it's clearly makeup effects and it's very subtle, but I think that the, the next shocking scene was when they went to, they went to that, was it, was it a butcher shop or was it like a restaurant or I, Chinatown? I think it was like, something a, it was like a that. butcher shop in Chinatown. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That, now that one was like, okay, now yeah. this is horror movie. Like this, they, they could go further with right. this in that scene where, where they started reanimating the, the butch, you know, the, the, dead yeah. animals basically yeah, because i mean i and think so. at some point uh treat williams's character finds out that he's only got so many hours to live like 10 hours or something so they're gonna be like yeah let's find out who's involved in all this kind of stuff and they go talk to this guy uh at the butcher shop and he's you know he's like this this old chinese guy and there's there's the butcher who's like this huge giant sumo wrestling looking guy and he's standing there with a big meat cleaver in his hand and you know, blood all over his apron and everything. And, and throughout this whole room, there's like, you know, dead chickens, like butchered chickens and butchered cows and pigs and all that kind of stuff. And, um, and it, yeah, at some point the, the old man hits a switch and, you know, lightning bolts start going all over the place. And then all this, all these dead animals come to life. Uh, it's. Oh, the yeah, best part it, of the movie. <laughs> The, be- the best part. You know, I, I read somewhere um, when I was <clears throat> talking about this uh, or looking at this movie that the whoever the guy was um, that did the lightning bolt stuff for this movie is the same guy that did yeah. the lightning bolt stuff for um, the movie The Terminator. You know, you remember. Um, oh, so, yeah, it was like the same yeah. same type of effects or whatever. I, I don't know how they did it, but, but yeah, I read that little uh, snippet of information somewhere, so... Honestly, yeah, that's exactly. awesome. I mean, yeah. Well, that that part for me was like that was like the most like that really showed the effects that you could do with this whatever technology or backstory this movie had. Um, like showing that especially the big <laughs> hog or pig that had been half butchered, yeah. like it had no feet, right, and it had been gutted, right. And when that came out, I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like, this is like, this is going to be great. You know, and I wish, I, I kind of wish I had yeah. seen more of those scenes, but I, but I get, I get why it was a treat <laughs> um, for that one. But you're like, for anybody watching the movie, if they could make it until that scene, yeah. that's a pretty good point. Like, you could watch the rest of it if you want to, but after that, like you could, you could turn right. it off. Like that was pretty good. Well, right? and the, I mean, I don't um, know if you're going to cover the the best part of that scene, uh, which was the liver. Because uh, <laughs> you texted me I when you saw it or something. Like when you watched it, you texted me something about the yeah, liver said, jumping I, on I his said face. It's, I mean, you see all these animals and stuff coming to life, but then all of a sudden, like this animal liver somehow jumps off the counter and lands on treats face like like the that little creature from alien uh you know and yes so he's fighting oh, yeah to get this piece of liver off his face which you'd think would be really easy because it's just a small organ uh but it seems to like really have a hold on him and it's it's like a fight to the death uh 
Right. It had no limbs, right. no nothing. It, like you're not exaggerating when you it's said just, it's just a liver, just a liver. like a blob. <laughs> it's like they sat down in that like, and they just threw yeah. everything they could in the scene. Like, all right, what do we got, guys? Uh, a, it'd be cool if a liver jumped on his face. Everybody, y'all up for that? <laughs> like, sure, throw it in. Yeah, More lightning, everybody. Um, yeah, that was. Uh, I'd love to be on the fly on the wall when they made those decisions. Uh, <laughs> and apparently this movie I'm reading some I, I'm reading some of the trivia behind it apparently it was filmed in 37 days so now we know why some okay. of it could have seemed rushed right oh look and I just found the tagline you can't keep oh, a good cop okay. dead oh <laughs> oh what um so after the china shop like I you, you really you just have to string these scenes along right there's no like real I don't know big moment in the middle or whatever it's just kind of i guess the next part that that really stood out to me was joe's death i was i was just thinking that like (laughs) like did you are so so i i i literally and i'm i'm not making this up like when it happened i was like hold up because i was watching it like i said when i told you i I watched it like at 2 a.m okay it was like it, it, the most perfect time to watch this movie. And I and I was like, wait a minute, did I fall asleep? Let me rewind it. And so I had to rewind it twice to make sure that was in fact Joe's character that had yeah. been killed. Like, did did that one all right when you were watching it, what did you think? And two, did it even process the first time you saw like, hold up, how the heck did Joe Piscopo just die? Like like what he he had an off-screen death basically is what they did like completely yeah, off-screen. If I remember, so, they uh, treat Williams and the I think it was the the autopsy doctor. I don't does an autopsy doctor have a name? Uh, I don't. <laughs> she well, there's two. There's like um, it was there's Rebecca, which is the the okay. autopsy doctor, and then there was the other lady, the blonde lady that was a zombie herself, but we don't find that out till about 10 minutes after Joe dies. And I think they, they basically come into the room and there's Joe like hanging upside down in a, wasn't it a fish tank? Yeah. It was in an aquarium. aquarium. Like somebody held him upside down and drowned him in it. And his (laughs) body is like completely uh, stiff, uh, sticking (laughs) his feet, sticking straight out of this aquarium. And uh, yeah, that was a that was a funny moment. Now, now the all right to 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 really linger on Joe Piscopo's death because we really enjoyed <laughs> him in this movie. Um, when when you're watching it, like for one, you're right. His body is s- straight up. It's like right. it's hanging from something. Okay, but a little detail is like in the movie itself only maybe like an hour or two at most had passed. Right. And Joe looked like he had been, his face had been in the fish tank for like (laughs) six months. Like they, they really, they went well above the, the decay factor in the underwater aquarium for what was like an hour time lapse. But it just shocked me that like, cause he is like the number two in the movie. It's him and treat like the whole time. And he just was complete. He just was dead. Like I, it was like I, I had to rewind it twice. I was like, I don't think that's Joe's yeah. character. And yes, it was. They didn't even show him on screen, die on screen, or some <laughs> epic battle 
being shoved into the fish tank. Well, I mean, if you watch the end, I mean, it's fitting that that he basically dies too. Um, but yes, uh, but yeah, it's. I mean, you know, and I don't know which which Joe looks better, the alive one or the dead in the fish tank one. <laughs> <laughs> I. I didn't mind him dead. I'm not going to lie. Like, I was like, oh, Joe, don't. Oh, no. But, of course, this being a story about them bringing yeah. back to life. They, what did they do? They <laughs> they brought Joe. Well, they didn't. The um, Okay, so this. Right. T- let's skip ahead. All right. So then, um, then at the end, we, like. Some other stuff happens, and I know I'm skimming. It was just, it was just because really a yeah. lot, but not a lot happened. Um, so in the end, we find out, one, who the big bad guy is. Okay. Uh, and well, and in Joe's death, well, his character's name is Doug, excuse me. In Doug's death scene, we find out a hint of who right. the bad guy is, too. Um, and then they reanimate Doug at the end, a.k.a. Joe Piscopo, and Joe is no longer the person that, uh, well, he he's kind of he kind of came back a little less right. uh, Doug, <laughs> uh, basically. He was kind of like a he was yeah. being controlled, right? And then um, him and Treat get into it. Treat talks him out of it, and then they end up uh, killing the head honcho autopsy guy, <clears throat> and then breaking the machine, and then walking off into a cloudy sun a cloudy light right um, yeah, assuming portal. that they they walked right, off into right. heaven uh i'm i'm gonna assume that yeah <laughs> hopefully <laughs> uh, the, now the bad guy's death but, was was uh pretty awesome because apparently uh you know that machine brings people back to life but uh if you give it more power uh then then we see you know what happens with that so oh that was an amazing like when that happened, that was a moment where it's like, oh, oh man, oh that was gnarly, oh that was, <laughs> you know, like that that was yeah. that was pretty awesome. Uh, I, he ended exactly. up all over the room basically. <laughs> uh, but you know, all right. So now, the 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 big bad guy that we see at the end, right? It's none other than Vincent right. Price, right? And I'm like. Wait, wait a minute. All right, so Vincent Price is in this movie. Vincent Price is like Absolutely. legendary. Like I, I mean, just on every level, right? Like every horror movie level that you could ever conceive, Vincent right. Price is at the top. And nowhere on the poster did I ever see Vincent Price's name mentioned. You know, and I was like, wait a minute, what? Like when I saw him, and like he kind of came in the. More so in the movie, but in the end, really, that's what yeah. the bulk of his scenes were. Um, I was like, man, I would have at least given him some name recognition <laughs> on the poster. Or well, something. yeah, because he, I mean, I mean, he would, he would basically draw a crowd. Like anybody that's a fan of you know spooky horror or anything like that. I mean, you mention his name, and they're automatically going to be, um, you know, wanting to watch it or wanting to listen to it or whatever. So, yeah, I mean. I mean, if you want people to to watch that movie, that probably be the first thing you would put on there. That hey, Vincent Price is in this movie, but <laughs> and then put Joe right. Piscopo's name. <laughs> it it would have been treat Vincent, and then Joe would have been kind of <laughs> under the title. Exactly. Does that make sense? <laughs> no, but like it was it was a cool movie though. Like I like 
And it was just kind of, it was like, again, one of those movies that like when, when you were talking like, Hey, um, you know, let's talk some movies. I was like, well, I, I just saw dead heat. Can, would you mind watching that? And then we kind of chat about that because I'm the type that when I see a movie, I'd well, like yeah. to talk about it after. Yeah, me too. You know? I'm the same way. And the, and this one was just one of the ones that's like, well, I just kind of want to make right. fun of it, you know? But I secretly <laughs> kind of love it. You know, like, like yeah, I'm going to mock it, but in the back of my mind, I will watch that again. You know, like, it, it, it's it's added to my yeah, watch I mean, list, it's, basically. It's, I mean, it's a fun movie. If you're, if you're going into this movie thinking that it's going to be something spectacular or... Uh, earth shattering or something like that um it, it's not going to be but if you're looking for something you know fun i mean it's 1988 so it's it's campy uh there's some there's some good stuff in it um there's some funny stuff in it so and then you know one of the other things that that i think we forgot to mention the fact that darren mcgavin is in this movie and he's he's basically kind of a bad guy as well <laughs> and yes it's so yes, weird to me to see uh, you know, like a Christmas story's dad as a bad guy. Cause like, I mean, I used to watch him when he was, um, what was that program that he used to do at night? Like the, the, like night, night crawler or night, uh, night gallery, night, night exactly. gallery. Um, no. So, I mean, I used to watch that, you know, when I was young and then of course he was the dad in Christmas story and then, and then, you know, to see him, yeah, uh, like this, um, you know, clearly wearing some kind of a weird hairpiece, and uh, uh, <laughs> and he was kind of like the, the, I don't know, like the really like he was their boss, but he was like like on his license plate. Yeah. What was it like? Dead bodies, yeah, something. or doctor stuff. Like right. he was very arrogant too, like the complete opposite from a Christmas. Yeah. Like it was like, yeah. oh so man. It's I mean I know it's obviously he's a he's a, an actor character actor, um, but it's just. Uh, it's because the first thing I see when I see him is a Christmas story. Uh, and I, and he's beloved, you know, yeah. I'm like I love that guy in that movie. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, ruined it for you with dead heat, right? Like, uh, you know, I'm just going to have Christmas? to go back and watch a Christmas story uh, next week so that I can cleanse the palate, I guess. <laughs> oh man. So I, I would like, I would recommend did heat was one of the ones again, I'd never heard of. And then, but I, I didn't really during that time period get to watch a lot of movies anyway. So, um, for me to revisit it, like this really was everything that I wanted an eighties cop zombie movie to be, I'm going to be honest with you. Like I, I really wouldn't (laughs) change a thing now, but if I redid it, I would, but like for that movie, then it's like, nah, it's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah, It it definitely has the, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you take. Beverly Hills Cop and and Lethal Weapon and and throw in a little bit of comedy and a little bit of zombie and and then you get you know you got yourself a good movie called Dead Heat. <laughs> <laughs> Jared gives it two thumbs up. Right? I mean, it's I, recommended uh, by Jared. <laughs> you know, it, it it's uh it's fun, um, but yeah, I mean, I I'd, I'd probably watch it again. I'd, I'd probably especially watch it again now that we've talked about it, uh, and then. You know, yeah. who knows, maybe a, a year from now we can revisit it and talk about it again. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, what what other movies like? All right. So now we're kind of leading up to Halloween and I have I have my basics that I like to kind of right. ramp myself up to. Right. 
and especially with Shutter. Not that Shutter sponsors anyway. Right. I'm just like I'm just a fan. Um, I've kind of got my list. All right, so like, so what is like your top? Just what's your top three? And I and we'll do we'll we'll do another episode and dive deeper into them. But like, what's your top three? leading into well, Halloween you know, I'm movies. definitely hoping that, you know, in our next session, we can, like you said, dive into these. Um, I think it's fun to talk about, you know, your favorite movies. And, and it's really difficult sometimes when somebody says, you know, hey, name your top 10, you know, Halloween movies or something. And, and you think, okay. So I started making this list and, and I'm, I got to like number 25 and I'm thinking, uh, okay, how am I going to narrow this down to just 10, you know, or yeah that's awesome 25 so far that's that's awesome well what's your what's what's your number one number one you know you talk about because some people rate them where are they the scariest are they um does it is it something that you know you kind of think about when you were a kid uh something like that so my so my top three i'll I'll just throw them out there my top three are uh hocus pocus um that one for me is, is oh, yeah. fantastic. Um, the movie Sleepy Hollow, um, because I, I love yes. the, the okay. original story of uh, you know the headless horseman and that kind of thing. And I and I thought uh, Tim Burton did a great job with uh, with this movie. And so here's one that you know you may have never heard of, um, but the reason it's in my top is because it I saw it as a kid. It was probably one of the first technically scary movies that i saw i was probably like maybe 10 years old but it was a made for tv movie on cbs and it was called dark night of the scarecrow ever heard of that what okay i'm no i'm 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 gonna put it right i'm gonna put it down right now dark night and i don't even know if you can find it i did i did watch it a couple years ago i found it on like xfinity uh on demand but it, but yeah, so it was made for TV yeah. movie on like CBS back in probably like 1980, 1981. Um, and it's basically about like this, um, this I think they're in like uh, Nebraska or something like that. And there's a guy that's mentally challenged. Um, he's a guy that you'd recognize like on, I think he was on Law and Order for a number of years. Uh, but big guy. Uh, he's mentally challenged. He's friends with like the the neighborhood kids and stuff. And then there, of course, there's there's these bullies, these redneck bullies, um, who give him a hard time all the time. And uh, they eventually something happens where uh, they think that this this uh, this guy is involved um, was part of something that happened to some kids in the neighborhood. So they basically hunt him down. And they're trying to kill him. Uh, and so he hides from them by getting into a scarecrow uh, that's out in the cornfield. Like, so he crawls into the, the clothes and has, like, the, the burlap mask over yeah. his face. Uh, they end up killing him because they end up finding him. And then he basically, like, his ghost comes back for revenge on those guys that killed him. Uh, so it's, I mean... Yeah. You know, when you're 10 years old and that's like the first scary movie you see, like that, it kind of sticks with you for the rest of your life, you know? Man, that sounds all. Is that, do you think that's where you gravitated for your um, Wicked Harvest books with the scarecrow? Is that like where it may, maybe it started? Yeah, you know, and I think so. I'm, I mean, maybe it's it's one of those things where it's like, you know, it, it frightened me, but then for some reason, like a scarecrow is like one of the, 
one of the symbols that I always uh, equate with Halloween and, and things that are scary. So I absolutely love scarecrows, and yet I'm terrified of them, <laughs> yeah. if that makes any sense, yeah. you know. Uh, so, so yeah, those, I mean, those three movies for me, uh, but that one, uh, like I said, it, it had an impact as a kid. And, um, so I just, I just kind of hold on to that one. And so, you know, I always have the, the list of movies that I have to watch. Um, for me in September, like September 1st to me is the start of, of fall. Amen. Yep. That's uh, it. And so once September 1st hits, like, I, I don't care if it's 90 degrees outside still, uh, it's fall to me, and I'm going to start watching, you know, all the Halloween movies that I love. So. Yes, I I agree. I it's funny because my wife and I we I I'm a huge fan of like the 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 classics like Halloween, like I said, like you know the old the old school stuff, but also like the the made for TV Disney movies like Boogity, The Return of Boogity, um, what Girl versus Monsters, a newer one, like some of the made for TV scary movies. Like yeah. I, we absolutely love them. Like they're like they're great. So it's like so when you say instantly, like I've got it right here, Dark Knight of Scarecrow. Like instantly made for TV. It's like I'm already, I'm already <laughs> excited because like it's just gonna be. Especially if 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 there's anybody who ever watched Boogity on the Disney Channel, like that is a <laughs> that is a gem. Okay, like that is it is it is. Just a wonderful made-for-TV Halloween movie, but I would absolutely agree. It's not it's not official until you watch Hocus Pocus, right. and then when you watch Hocus Pocus, that to me is like okay, now it's fall. <laughs> that's it. Yep, absolutely. That's awesome, man. Well, hey, hopefully on the next episode we can dive into Jared's three hundred top <laughs> fall <laughs> Halloween movies. It'll take like eight episodes, but it'll be worth it because yeah. all of them are yeah, great. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so now did you so I know you talked about those but what are your top three? Oh man okay so my number one is hocus pocus like okay. that, that is like that's it like that's what it that officially starts Halloween for us in our house okay right all right so then the number two is the witches okay you remember that you okay. remember the witches yep. um yep that that is that is another one that's in the top I would say the top five. And then I, my wife gravitates away from the horror movie. Like, you know, we watch the made for TV Halloween fantasy movies, but, but I have to watch the original Halloween at least once. Okay. I have to see, yep. yeah, I have to like the, the intro gets me going for Halloween. Like the, the, <laughs> the pumpkin, the slow-mo shot of the pumpkin. And just, it, there's something about John Carpenter's, you know, score. that's like, yeah. I, and everything about that movie, if you rewatch it now, it's just, it's not even that gory. It's not even that intense. It, I, it's just something about it. That, you know, when I partner that with my light Disney movies, I'm ready to go. Yep. No, I agree with you. I think that movie is fantastic. In fact, I just watched it again, probably about two months ago. Yeah. Um, because I had, I had heard another podcast talking about it and I thought, you know what, I'm going to rewatch that because it's been years and Man, I think I liked it more then than I did, you know, way back then. Right. Um, because you're right. I, I I appreciate a lot of those things more, like the 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 score and how they've got certain camera angles and like it's it's a very suspenseful movie. Um, even though like there isn't like a you know there's there's no you know blood gushing out no you know stuff there's no 
you know, nobody's getting ripped up by chainsaws and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's all this stuff is very subtle. Uh, it's there's there's just a lot of um, you know the way they set the scenes and the and the the dark hallways and stuff. Yep. Um, and you know, like him just standing there next to the car, just staring. I mean, oh. that's so creepy. <laughs> oh, it's like it's like perfect. And I'm I get on this kick, which is a great kick to be on. Don't get me wrong. Is like a John Carpenter early kick, right? Like okay. like if you watch, have you seen the original Fog? The Fog. Um, that, that is, I think he did it after Halloween or not long after Halloween, right around the same time. That's another movie that is absolutely like one of the most suspenseful movies you'll ever see. And hardly anything happens in it. Like they're watching this fog come over a bay and then some stuff happens and I'm not going to give it away, but it's like, (laughs) it's just, (laughs) it's like you're watching. It's like, man, if they, if, if they would do this today, one, it would be completely different, full of special effects, and it would just have a different feel to it. But like this, it's just a whole nother level of suspense. And yeah. and I love it. So it's like and then he also did a show that was like I love the original creep show, and I could do twenty <laughs> episodes on that. Um <laughs> uh he did a show like that called Body Bags, and John Carpenter was in it. Like he was like the the morgue guy. And it was the same thing. I think it had like three or four stories in it, and they were, and they were just like pure John Carpenter, right? Huh. But they they were you know a little bit of funny, a little bit of gore, like not gore, but like a little bit of you know horror. But um, it was just one, like I just love that whole time period, and I think that's right. why I think that's why I love like movies like Hocus Pocus. I know that was made much later, but like they're. They just they have these elements in it, but they do not. I, they don't have to show you anything, right? Like Hocus right. Pocus, I know is not like a even in the same genre, but it's the same. Like you could almost watch Halloween with kids now. Like nothing, you know, almost not quite. Don't do it though. Right? Nobody at that. Don't don't do don't say you know. Woody did not give you the okay to do that. But you know what I'm trying to say. Like everything is just kind of lighter, you know, and it's like not just not so heavy and i think that's what makes them so just suspenseful and just so eerie and i if you have not seen it for a while go watch the fog that is that is worth a revisit yeah i think i i so i just watched the one and i don't maybe it was like the newer one um yes that i watched it had the guy from smallville in it right like um yep it, tom welling had him yep. in it yeah no, oh no man yep. this was yeah watch the, the original had jamie lee curtis like right after, okay. right after she did Halloween, it was like, I think it was like one he did he did Halloween, and I think he did the fog right after. Okay. But um, yeah, it takes place on the water, and this this lady runs this radio station, and there, there's a legend behind it. I don't want to ruin it, but like every effect in it is practical, and hmm. it's like it's just the suspense leads up to the end. And I don't want to spoil again. The priest in it is a well-known character. All this stuff, but like it's again, like it's there's no, there's really no gore or anything, right? And it's just the whole time you're it's just suspenseful, you know? Yeah. Oh, it's a great movie. <clears throat> well, and that's that's what I like too. Is I, I like the more suspenseful um, kind of thing where, and and I love the movies where you kind of you can use your imagination and and kind of let it go crazy, uh, even even if it's not on the screen, you know? Exactly. 
Um, so, man. But yeah, hopefully uh, we will. Um, I mean, I've got uh, you know a lot of other uh, <laughs> movies we can talk about. So, well, I think we could do <laughs> we could do a whole series on just Halloween movies, right? Like, I mean, that, that's <laughs> it. and then you add in John Carpenter, then you add in uh, made for TV Disney movies. That's a whole nother thing I love. <laughs> so I think, uh, yeah, man, we'll have to, we'll absolutely do this again. We could, I could talk for hours All on right. movies. So this is this is wonderful. Oh, me too. Well, thank you everybody for listening to Jared and I talk. Did Heat? If you haven't seen it, you just go watch it and just laugh with us about it. And then, uh, yeah, Jared, let's get back together and do some spooky movie talk. Uh, we will absolutely do that for sure. Thank you for listening, everyone. You can find my spooky stuff at wickedharvestbooks.com or Wicked Harvest on Facebook and Author Smelker on Instagram. Be sure to check out our website at hillcityparanormal.com and call our haunted hotline at 701-HAUNTED or 701-428-6833 with your spooky tale. Thank you for listening to Hill City Paranormal. Yeah.